you were to be likened to an animal, which one would suit you? How about a fierce lion, untamed by no one? Or a fluffy, beautiful cat with a mind of its own? Or maybe your pet dog? They say most people look like their dogs, don't they? Well, God says he sees us as willful sheep, oblivious to danger, and in definite need of guidance. Today on Grace Notes, Barbara Sandbeck will begin an excursion through the life of a sheep as reflected in the 23rd Psalm. I hear a bleeding sound in the distance. Come join me. The 23rd Psalm is mostly quoted in times of trouble. In fact, we see it often on the in-memory-of card found in funeral homes. Why is it that we don't use it in the good times? Is it that we picture ourselves as sheep needing a shepherd only when things get tough? God says we're like sheep. Now, I'd much rather be that ferocious lion, but the truth of the matter is, this perfectly portrays us. Sheep have a will of their own, but without purpose or direction, independent of their leader. Unless they're confined, they'll wander off. The choice our willful ancestors, Adam and Eve, made in the Garden of Eden wasn't whether they would eat forbidden fruit, but whether they would trust God to provide all their needs. When they chose to go against his instruction, they were really saying they wanted to make their own way. And we do the same thing. Isaiah 53, 6 reads, All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned every one into his own way. And the Lord has laid on him, Jesus, the iniquity of us all. Jesus said in John 10:11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And in John 10:14, he also said, I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Verse 27 continues, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. Savior, like a shepherd, lead us. Much we need thy tender care.
Oh Lord, I know we don't deserve it. But you said that that you love us. We can know God's will for us when we accept Jesus as our Savior. He died and rose from the grave to pay the penalty for our sin or willful disobedience. He is the way to God, the Savior and eternal provider. When we trust in Him and rest in His promises, we'll find the forbidden fruit replaced with God's satisfying delicacies. I like this interpretation of Psalm 23. God, my shepherd, I don't need a thing. You have bedded me down in lush meadows. You find me quiet pools to drink from. True to your word, you let me catch my breath, and you send me in the right direction. Even when the way goes through Death Valley, I'm not afraid when you walk at my side. Your trusty shepherd's crook makes me feel secure. You serve me a six-course dinner right in front of my enemies. You revive my drooping head. My cup brims with blessings. Your beauty and love follow after me every day of my life. I'm back home in the house of God for the rest of my life. God has the way, not many ways, for each of his children to walk in. His job is to direct us in the way. Our job is to let him direct us. When we follow his guidance down the path he's prepared for us, we're fulfilled and happy. Because there's only one way to follow at a time, it should eliminate anxiety. We have only one choice to make, and it's always the same. Follow God's directions. Psalm 32, 8a says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way which you should go. Psalm 23 is a psalm we need to experience before we can truly appreciate it. King David began it with, The Lord is my shepherd. A shepherd was a figure who represented faithfulness, compassion, guidance, and protection. The shepherd built a pen, or sheepfold, for the sheep to protect them and to keep them from wandering out and getting lost. It was a simple walled enclosure, normally without a roof. The walls were covered with thorns to keep robbers and predators out. There was only one entranceway. To enter or exit, the sheep had to pass through that gate. And Jesus said in John 10, 9a, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He also said in John 10, 10, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full or abundantly. The psalm continues with, I shall not want. Now this doesn't mean we won't want anything. Rather, we will not be in want. I like that little chorus we used to sing when I was a kid. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills, the wealth in every mine. He owns the rivers and the rocks and rills, the sun and moon that shine. Wonderful riches more than tongue can tell. He is my Savior, so they're mine as well. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. I know that he will care for me. We did a good job with that at camp. You know, I think I believed that more as a kid than I, than I do now. It seems like when we become adults, we figure we have to fend for ourselves. 
but God wants us to come to him as a child would. On the bulletin board in my office, I have notes that children gave me after a concert. Oh, they're so precious. One young girl wrote, Let the Lord bless you. Well, I initially figured that she meant, May the Lord bless you. But then I thought how profound this statement was as it is. Let the Lord bless you. Are we letting the Lord bless us? So often we hold our cup up to God and say, Fill it! But it's already filled with our plans and things. If we but let God provide, we'll find that He'll give us blessings we just never figured on. He's the giver of all good things, the keeper of our most precious possession, our heart. Maker of this heart of mine, you know me very well. You understand my deepest part more than I know myself. So when I face the darkness, when I need to find my way, I'll trust in you, shepherd of my heart, keeper of this heart of mine, your patience has no to wonder like a lamb who's gone astray
been listening to Grace Notes. For more information about this ministry, write to Sandbeck Ministries, P.O. Box 581, Faustin, Maryland, 21047. Join us on our next program. Until then, let your Grace Notes be a song of praise.